this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Red light, green light. We're here to talk about Mission Impossible 1, 1996. It was a long time ago, and we're here to show you why. It's Action Movie Anatomy, it's Wednesday, and we're freaking pumped. See you guys in a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Oh, they're already complimenting your jacket. Are they really? They are. Oh my goodness, I feel good. <laughs> oh, it's a good volume today. Oh, it's good. It's, it's a good, good volume. I don't even want to start the I show. Feel it. I just want to listen to it. Feeling my plums. Feeling my plums. Uh, full disclosure, Ben doesn't like this movie and I love it. So yeah. uh, we're just going to get that on the table right now. Shut up, honey. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what's up, everybody? It's Action Movie Anatomy. It's here. It's Wednesday. We're talking Mission Impossible. Can you guys freaking believe that it took us three years to cover Mission Impossible 1? That's how much I hate this movie. Mm-hmm. I like, I like we, we, it. I'm honestly shocked we didn't just do two before one. Yeah. No, we did. We did two. Yeah. No, we've we done did Hunt. We've done we all, did all of them. them. Yeah. We did two a year ago. Right. Around the time we started Schmodown. I think our first Schmodown match aired the Dur- same yes, we played that two, is, maybe. Oh, my God. So we've done every Mission Impossible movie except for Fallout because we can't, which yeah. we would have done before this uh, if we could. Which I'm so excited for Fallout. I'm so. Did you watch the new trailer? The one of them fighting on a mountaintop? Yeah. Yes, yes. I just. It, I'm, I'm so happy they're on top of this mountain. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm like. So hyped from Fallout. I mean, I think we both are. I, I think one of the big things that what we, the? one of the big things that we wanted to do, what, people love this movie. I just wish that people would compliment the way that I look today too. <laughs> you know, I got dressed. I put on a suit. This is a button up. Do people like the white jacket? People love it, man. I wore it for Shmodan Life. You did. Why I bought it. Yep. Uh, and uh, I am covering the Saturn Awards tonight, which is a it's a big award show. It's sci-fi. Uh, Mark Hamill will be on the carpet. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro, Tom Holland, Freddie Prince, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. Jordan Peele, uh, there's Lindsay Morgan from The Hundred, ooh, uh, and yeah. uh, and so yeah, I decided that I would uh, I would go with my with my white tux jacket. Yeah, it looks great for uh, for the sake of that show. But we are here not to talk about the Saturn Awards. We are here to talk about Mission Impossible. Yes, we Rogue are. Rogue Nation trained to do what we do. Uh, I They're can't... all dead. <laughs> my team is dead. <laughs> he was a bad actor in this movie. He I, like, was a phenomenal uh, actor. I can't wait to talk about this movie uh, because like I. We just need to get there's, into it. We need to get lot. through the rules there's so I lot. can just start talking about why this is a good movie yeah. and you can and I can defend why it's a better movie than you're giving it credit <laughs> so, for. All right, guys. This is Action Movie Anatomy. We're here. It's Wednesday. We're talking action movies. Those action movies on this show here are four basic rules. Number one, the hero always plays by their own rules. Ethan Hunt. I mean, of course. Yeah, it's 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 honestly interesting though, because he's kind of it's it's fresh Ethan Hunt. Yes. He's, he's not the level of Ethan Hunt that he is now. because um, in the beginning he's 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 Honestly, I was watching this movie and I was I was a little distracted like halfway through and I was I was like, oh my gosh, this Bourne movie's great. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh wait, no, this is just like kind of like the first Bourne in the sense of like your hero doesn't know what's going on. Right. He's trying to figure everything out. He does play by his own rules. You know, obviously he gets disavowed. The trend that, you know, the trend that we get of Hunt constantly being disavowed and, and getting re- re-avowed or whatever the hell it's called uh, starts re-avowed. here. Uh, so yeah, he, he plays by his own rules though in general. Yeah, definitely. Um, rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people in the room. Totally. He yeah. is a genius. So it's Void. Like, Void is 
and Kittredge, who you think is the villain for a long time, you think is really smart. Except Kittredge isn't really the smartest. Is Kittredge again? Uh, yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Rule number three, the movie is driven by police, military, political, or mercenary figure. That means yeah. that you could either be the man or work for the man. So, just if you wanted to, you could be an MTA officer. If in you, the if you needed one, to two, be three. an MTA officer, even in this movie, you could be. Calling an audible, skipping rule four, we're doing taking Pelham <laughs> right taking now. Pelham right. Rule number uh, four, <laughs> taking Pelham one, two, three. <laughs> rule number four, the movie contains a minimum one explosion, definitely. There's a flying explosion. There's gum. There's, there's exploding gum. gum. Uh, all right, guys, those are the rules of action movie anatomy, and I am merely your host, Ben Bateman. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and on Instagram, wherever you want to find me. Andrew, where can the folks find you? Oh, my goodness. This guys, you can find me at Andrew Guy on Twitter, or you can find me at That Andrew Guy yeah. on uh, Instagram. I cha- I'm making a new Instagram. There's that's reasons. A clever, and that's a clever title. Yeah, so I was thinking, should I just change my Instagram <laughs> and my I, or my Twitter both to that? But then having the Twitter is just my name. Yeah. It that's seems much like, better. It seems much better. Yes. Yeah. That Andrew guy. That's a clever pun. It's, you like it's that? like getting a tattoo of your favorite band when you're 12. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to regret it. I, I gonna know. Regret I it. will. It's my AIM screen name from 1997. Uh, yeah. I needed to make a new one, and someone out there in Texas named Andrew Guy just has Andrew Guy. So really? if you guys want to start trolling him, yeah. sending him death threats, right. do it. You should see if maybe he'll give it to you for something. I honestly thought about messaging him to buy it, and then I realized I have no money. Maybe say if I send you a dick pic, will you give me? I don't think that'll. I don't think that'll do anyone any favors. I, did you try? That's why I got rid of my old one. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> He's kidding. He's not. Kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, coming up next on the show, we are going to give a quick shout out to this little thing we have called Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/teamaction. Uh, we want to give a big shout out to James Spence and Janine the Machine. Janine the Machine, the yeah. beast of the Schmodown. She's got a trip, a three way match coming up. Triple yeah. threat. Yeah, with Andreco and Stacey Howard. Yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, Machine is a longtime supporter of the Action Army. Even before, even before the days that we were even in Schmodown. Yeah, she uh, was a big supporter. So we love Janine. Obviously, we love James Spence. Uh, thank you guys so much for for supporting the show, for supporting us. Um, and if you're wondering what the Patreon is, Patreon.com/slash/TeamAction is a place that Andrew and I post videos every single week yep. uh, it's an additional video on top of this one that we shoot on our own uh, in front of this gigantic shrine we have the nick cage it's the coolest nick cage did you see that post that someone made there's yeah. a pub in the uk with that poster yeah. as its mural which i we need to go right yeah, yeah. we do <laughs> uh if you guys donate enough money we'll go to that pub no just kidding um <laughs> no but uh yeah if you guys donate a minimum of a dollar a month you guys get additional content every week uh, we have some cool stuff coming up stay tuned we'll tease it later in the show what this week's episodes are going to be so without further ado i suggest we get into the trailer for this film yes i think we should and alex mcfarland i see you in the chat stick around because we Good will morning, be talking Mr. about Phelps. you shouting you out yeah this is your mission should you choose to accept it. Should you or any member of your Eerie and foggy and tilted camera cutting. I wonder who directed this. Tony Scott? <laughs> Ethan Hunt will be your point man as usual. Good luck, Jim. Smoking on an airplane. I love John Boyd. I love John Boyd. Big fan. I, my thesis is that he needs to be in more movies. Yeah. <laughs> Simple game. He needs to come back and uh, be an action star again. <laughs> John Renault, love love seeing him. Yes, yeah. he had a nice, he had a nice moment. He really was, did. Yeah, it was really all it was. They knew, they knew we were coming. They knew, they knew, you knew we were coming. My team is dead. I want to know why he did it. You're worried about me. Why? 
you survived. I'm sure we can find something I have that you need. No one said me. These guys are trained to be ghosts. Let's not waste time chasing after him. Just make him come to us. Find something that's personally important to him and you squeeze. You know, what's fascinating about this movie is that this is the beginning of the crew's action for some. It is. Yeah. He wasn't an action guy before this. No. This whole operation was decoy. And, and he's, he's really good at it. Yeah. You can see it immediately. You're very upset. Uh, even You've if you don't like the film. Very upset. Uh, who was it? Self-destruct in five seconds. Yeah, Jay Clymer Hammond, our good old friend, he asked that as an AMA question. You already answered it. Yeah. This was his this was his embarking into action. We'll talk about it a little bit more because it's it, when we get to career profiles, obviously, that's a sort of an interesting discussion. But um, 96 is a big year in Cruz's career. So yeah, it's it's a good enough it's a good enough trailer. 96 is like a it's like an interesting place in a lot of these trailers. Uh, it's 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 almost like they're starting to make the turn, but they haven't figured out how to do it yet. They haven't figured out a way to make them anything other than just kind of exactly what's happening in the movie. Um, so yeah, but, uh, that is the trailer for Mission Impossible coming up today on the show. We are going to pick our favorite stunt from each Mission Impossible film. Yes. We're going to answer some questions, do thesis statements, all the fun things you guys have come to know and love and expect from action movie anatomy. So Ben, say hi to my mother really quick. Hey, Sue Pack. How, how you doing? doing? She's watching live. We salute you. Sue if, if she could figure it out. I, let's hope she figured it out. <laughs> only been three years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Follow that Andrew guy. On his show. All right. All right. right. (laughs) Let's move on. Uh, All right. So we're going to get into the first bit of the show. This is uh, thesis statements, your biggest, boldest thoughts. uh, The thing that you think about this movie, that if the movie was to come up at a party or around people who you want to assert your dominance of intelligence, you'd be like, here's the thing about Mission Impossible. And they're like, well, you're like, shut up. This is my time. Shut up. (laughs) Or if you were on a show that you hosted with your best friend and you loved a movie and he hated it. Yeah. You would say this, that nostalgia trumps quality 99 percent of the time and this movie is phenomenal are you running for public office Did you look just... if you guys just go to your local <laughs> no seriously i i realize when watching this movie because i know it's not a good movie i know that it's actually well, not a good movie i don't know if that's true if that's just i have an incredibly biased opinion towards this director so let's start with you let's start with your... that was my thesis oh i was my thesis is actually that nostalgia trumps quality 99 percent of the time and this movie is and this movie is a great example of that because I love this movie and I know it's not a great film and yeah. I know that it hasn't aged great it hasn't aged uh, very well yeah uh, I don't want to say poorly but it hasn't aged well if you go and you look there's a lot of things about it that kind of are just a little sloppy you can even see you even you know you mentioned that Cruz isn't a great actor throughout he hasn't kind of hit his Ethan Hunt right you know he d- he doesn't know how to play this character quite yet he's still in the dramatics what? a little bit too much so uh, so I'll jump in with mine then and I will say uh, this is the worst start to a beloved blockbuster franchise ever. Um, And I only really mean that because the quality of the films after two start getting so much better. But Mm -hmm. for a, for a franchise that has made as much money as it has, that is so like, they're all blockbusters. They're always like, even, even like three, which was the biggest flop of all of them. And the best one. Yeah. (laughs) Is, was still a big deal movie. It just didn't make as much money as it could have. But Honestly, watching this movie and thinking about it, the way that it's, like, the director that does it, like, the characters, the pacing, all of it, comparing it to the later films, it's just of much lesser quality. I mean, 2 is a worse movie than this, for sure. This yes. is the second to worst, in my opinion. Uh-huh. But this also is the movie that justified kicking off a whole franchise. It did. It absolutely did. And 2 is just, it, it just came at such a weird time. Like, you know, I would, like, it, yeah, go ahead. 
no, no. I was going to say, at the time that 2 came out, that's the type of movie that we all wanted. Right, John you know? Woo. Yeah. I mean, the, the closest comparison, some of you guys in the chat are probably going to suggest this, is Fast and the Furious 1. That's the That would be, if you wanted to compare franchises, that's the only other one I can think of where... The movies get better? Yeah, and it's the other bad first movie. But I think that Fast and the Furious 1... Sorry, Rob Cohen, we don't mean that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's just those later movies are no, great. No, it's just, it's yeah. just you're... It, it's like a, a pilot... As opposed to season five. Yes. You know what I mean? Totally. And, and the thing about uh, Fast and the Furious 1 is that what makes those movies great is more similar between Fast and the Furious 7 and Fast and the Furious 1 than what makes the later movies in this franchise great. Like, it, that movie, the Fast and the Furious, is a good enough movie, whereas, like, 5 just takes all the ridiculous car stuff and just, like, doubles down. Talking about Fast 5? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it just gets better, but, like, 1 is still kind of, they're all kind of bad in that sense. You think that, do you and do you like 2 more than 1? Uh, because you hate De Palma so much? I think I enjoy 2 more because it's, like, way dumber. And, right. like, all the stuff with, like, Dugray Scott, like, it's just funnier to me. So like yeah, haunt. yeah. I mean, two is just absurd. Like two, I'll like laugh the whole time. Right. This movie, I actually had a really hard time staying uh, engaged. Yeah, that was the thing that I was so surprised about. Was and I remember a few years ago watching this with my old roommate Burns, who like was a you know total like we would drink bottles of wine and watch movies. And right. uh, I remember being kind of wasted trying to watch this a few years ago and thinking like, oh, the reason that I didn't enjoy watching that Mission Impossible was because I was drunk. And this time I was also drunk. Just kidding. No. And this time <laughs> I still terrible. <laughs> I just, like, found that 40 minutes in the movie, I was like, why do I keep wanting, like, to pick up my phone? Like, I just, this is not, yeah, this yeah. is not engaging me. The only character that I really care about is Tom Cruise, and he's not as good here as I'm used to seeing him in this character. So are you not looking forward to covering Scarface next week? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so, like, that, so that's my thesis, is that I, I don't think this movie is worse than, like, a lot of movies we've covered on this show. I think right. we've covered some bad movies. I don't think this movie is a bad movie. I just think that this movie is misrepresented in people's minds as like a classic when it's really just the characters and the and the series is what people love yeah it's really hard for it i I totally understand and i don't want to say i completely agree but i don't disagree with anything you're saying yeah it's 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 the start of an incredible franchise it's probably the least rewatchable out of all five that are already out yeah um i've probably seen it close to the most though because i loved this movie growing you up. you watch it growing up right? i loved it growing up and yeah it's just it's interesting uh the other thesis that i had is that like the biggest problem with the mission impossible franchise is actually in four and five and that's the departure from great villains yeah the villains get really bad in the late movies they really do and i i love that henry cavill is coming back in this one it looks like he's gonna be an awesome villain yeah because even dugray scott as goofy as he was right is a way better villain than four and five well i think that the uh what's his whatever his name is from five yeah that um, guy the, four, the guy that talks like all this your good intentions mr hunt i'm behind you that guy yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> He doesn't say that. <laughs> uh, that guy, I think, is the real villain. The Cavill right. looks like he's the guy that's supposed to keep his eye on Hunt, and then Hunt, you know, decides that he's going to do his own thing, and so the Cavill has does. to, you know, fight him or whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all so excited. <laughs> is is the is the like fistcock in the trailer for Fallout one of the most hotly anticipated things in a trailer of all time? Because I have not met a single person who doesn't lose their shit when they talk about that moment. Oh in the yeah. It, him in general with the mustache and <laughs> holding the M60 at the helicopter and the fist cock, like he looks he, so jacked. He looks amazing. Yeah. Maybe the, he replaces Ethan Hunt. This is one of the few situations that I can think of where I'm like, he's his like shirt is pretty baggy on him. It's like right. not fitted. 
But the fact that he's so like jacked and burly with a mustache, it's almost more appealing. Yeah, it looks right. it's like it's like why Denzel will never wear anything fitted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so those are our thesis statements, guys, and we've we got a couple in here. There was one that everyone was excited about, and of course our good friend Richard wrote it. Uh, he said, if not for MI2, the franchise would be way more highbrow and not so action-packed. The first one feels very much a psychological thriller as much of an action movie. And I agree, and I think that, honestly, Woo's 2 and the departure from, from taking itself very seriously was a very good thing to happen. Yeah. Because then they went back to Super Serious and 3 and the audience didn't like it. Even if you and I did, yeah. the general audience did not, and so they went to 4 and 5, and you can see it's just... They're just action blockbusters. Straight up action blockbusters. Yeah, yeah it's, a whole, it's a whole different feel. So um, those are our thesis statements. Share yours in the, in the, in the chat. Uh, tweet at us. Let us know if you have a different opinion. We are going to get to the next part of the show, and this next part of the show is called Fist Pump Moment. It's that moment something happens. You look around. You're like, are you seeing this right now? This is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I get to watch the rest of this movie. Yes. 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 Uh, and this movie definitely has some fist pump moments. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Even though, even though I'm not the biggest fan, it definitely has my moments where I'm like, I want to know what yours is very badly because mine is actually within like 15 minutes of the movie starting. Okay, so the, the obvious one is obviously the, the suspended from the ceiling, but I'm not going to go with that one because yeah. that is a great scene. Like I actually, that's, that's the scene in this movie that is like, when, I, when watching, like that was the part that I was really engaged. Yeah. Um, my fist pump moment is where he's sitting there talking to Voight when Voight like finds him or whatever and he's going through his mind as he's realizing what's happened and there and it's showing each of the things he's like you did this yeah. she did this how could he have done this and it's like i hate the palma but that's that's a hallmark of his movies yeah. like snake the, eyes a couple the years figuring later figuring out moment has like a very similar scene yeah. and it's just there's something that's so stylized about it and it's so 90s and it feels and like the way Cruz's face as he's realizing it right I just loved it it just was like it just it, made me feel like a kid I remember watching that as a kid and being so excited everything the other thesis I feel like that we could have made is everything that happens in that apartment is the most 90s depiction of action movies yeah. ever like yeah. the breaking of the glass yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. The, the like typing and like, Joe yeah. 3, 4 you know like that yeah. shit I was like laughing out loud yeah. at that part because it was so silly okay so you said red light, green light yeah. in, in the opening, so I can't use that, which I love because it's I <laughs> love use it. I <laughs> love the bubblegum yeah, thing. It's yeah. so awesome. It's great. But for me, it's the very beginning, right? You it's the first time you see him run. Yeah. He's running away yeah. and he just runs around a corner and then he's safe. Yeah. So and then he makes a phone call. He's like unscrewing the phone. I remember yeah. the first time I ever like after I saw this movie, I went to a payphone and I, I unscrewed the bottom of yeah. it just to see. Yeah. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Uh, but I did it. He's and he's like he's like shaking and angry. He's like, he uses his code. He's yeah. like, they're dead! They're all dead! They're all dead! The team is dead! Like yeah. I was like looking around my room, like, I need to call Bateman, I need to text him, but I was like, <laughs> I didn't want to miss anything. I just remember being a kid and watching that and just getting so amped. And Cruz uh. is like He's not that great in that moment, but it's like all you really have to do is yell and shake, and he does it great for me. He's like, the crazy thing is, watching this movie, it reminds you that this was the era of Tom Cruise. This was the era of Tom Cruise that became the caricature of Tom Cruise. Yeah. This is the era where people were like, he's not that good of an actor. He's a little over the top. He's really intense. He's like kind of silly. He, he's like, you can't, like, uh, you know, Roxy was like, He's not really hot. He looks like kind of a tool. Yeah. And like and, and like you're like I guess like yeah, he was sort of like sexless. He like was attractive, but like yeah, he was never a sex symbol. He was never sexiest man alive or anything. Like he just there was just something about him in this movie where you're like I get why he was kind of a joke. Not a joke cuz people loved him. Mm-hmm. But he was he was like the butt of a lot of jokes back then. Yeah, cuz he's it's that what you call that aggressive sincerity. Yeah. And it's true. It's like it is a little bit much. 
Like, if you're sitting down having dinner with the guy and he's just complimenting, you'd be like, are you mad at me? Yeah. You're saying really nice things, but it's scaring me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it's almost like what I realized is that uh, when I got older, it, I didn't really become a really big Tom Cruise fan, like, realizing how much I love Tom Cruise till right. about 10 years ago. It was, like, around 2008, I remember reading that article, from the time Valkyrie came out, and it was after his fall from grace that I became a really big Cruise fan. Are you talking about what the people were talking about him on set? Uh, no, I, I read this article in Esquire, and that's where I got the phrase uh, aggressive sincerity. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's around the time that Valkyrie came out, and he was kind of trying to make his comeback after a couple years off. And I just sort of started to, but I think I, what I realized is that a, well, the thing about Cruz I loved so much is that he had this, like, kind of slightly more grizzled, like, he was older, and it seemed like he had just done it for longer. Kind of right. in the same ways that I loved Brady as he got older, and I loved Kobe as he got older. Like, there's this this age thing that like some of these icons have well, to hit. You know, you know exactly what it is. It's the fact that it's the persevering. It's yeah. the never giving up. It's the staying great. It's really hard to do, yeah. especially in those fields when you're surrounded by the most talented, and then in, in acting, also beautiful people in the world who are 20 years younger than you. Yeah, right. And so yeah, I I completely agree, and I love that. Guys in the chat are hyped over the train scene. Yeah. I love the train scene. I was trying to talk to Ben about I was trying to convince him of why it was so sweet. And he was just like, this movie's just, it's just, I don't know. And I, and I was like, well, you can tell that they're on a set, but there must be a gigantic fan. Like a yeah. really, really strong fan. And then he's like, you mean like a Rob Cohen level fan? Like Rob Cohen level fan. <laughs> Cohen got, was like, we bought the fan for Mission Impossible. We got a great deal. It was big enough to, to, to power Ethiopia for a month. Uh, we replicated it to create a fantastic storm in the film Hurricane Heist. I do like... <laughs> he really was proud of that storm. Yeah. Uh, and you could tell it was real. Yeah. Uh, I was the big Rob Cohen fan. I just want to make that very yeah, clear. Yeah, we love Rob Cohen. Don't get it... Yeah, <laughs> don't get it any two ways. There's no two ways about it. I love when he's hanging and he, he realizes the only way to get... He's actually going this way, and then the only way he realizes to get oh, any yeah. farther is he has to do the flip over yeah. and hang on. The acrobatic yeah, flip. Yeah, acrobatic flip and hang, and then the... I just love it. I love the train scene. You love this movie? I really Big do. Big fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm so excited about And it's so stupid. That. Yeah, that's no, terrific. <laughs> uh, let's get into our next, uh, next bit on the show, guys. We're going to do... Uh, uh, top five Mission Impossible stunts, uh, one from each film. But before we get there, there's this really funny video. Just because we were talking about red light, oh, green yeah, light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kittred, you've never seen me very upset. Um, it's a friend of mine named Evan who uh, we've talked about on the show before. I actually didn't know Evan. Um, this is how I first saw him. Yes, when I lived yeah, in yeah, Seattle, yeah. T- like a year, not when I lived in Seattle, but like years and years ago, I watched this video. Uh, and I watched it a million times. I thought it was so funny. I've watched it a handful of times as well. And then a few years ago, uh, a, a guy I knew knew him, and he came to my birthday party like when I was like 27. And as a birthday gift, he did a Tom Cruise routine for me. Like he like you know just for like 20 seconds when we were all drinking. And then he's become a really good friend of mine. And so yeah, I, I thought we'd dude. play this because it's like definitely Hi, very Tom funny. Tom Cruise auditioning for the role of Eddie Cullen. Eddie Hi, Cullen. Edward, actually, Edward, it's around the time New Moon came out. Whenever you're ready. Eddie Cullen. <laughs> This is the last time you'll ever see me. <laughs> He's so good at it. Every second that I'm with you is about straight. Just promise me that you won't do anything reckless. Promise me you won't do what everyone thinks you're going to do, which is just flip out. It's my job to protect you. So just help me protect you. Help me protect you. And if you guys want to tweet at Evan... You. His Twitter is uh, not underscore Tom Cruise. <laughs> Tweet not underscore Tom Cruise and let him no, 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 know. No, no, hold on, hold on a second. Shouting him out right now. What other roles are there? Not underscore Tom Cruise. I know what he did to you, but Bella, I would never, ever do that to you. 
I'm not, not leaving, leaving my wingman. My wingman. <laughs> How much could you mean to him? <laughs> the hair. Yeah. yeah, that didn't feel right. C you mind if I do something else? <laughs> How much could you mean to him if he left you here unprotected? Uh. Vampire. <laughs> I am Mr. Vampire. Say it out loud. Kitchert, you've never seen me. Very, Very upset. upset. That's the one. <laughs> Pretty good. Red light, green light. <laughs> it was a mission statement, not a memo. Okay, sir. <laughs> the fucking zoo's closed, Ray. <laughs> Qantas never hurts. crashed. Say it out loud. I want the truth. Say it out loud. You don't know the first thing about vampire. I do. I studied it. Okay, we'll call you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> All right, we can kill it. He's good. He's, he's good. very. He's very good at he's, the cruise. He's the best cruise impersonator I've ever seen. He uh, he went on Jimmy Kimmel like a year ago, and he did the scene from A Few Good Men with like the the like renowned uh, Jack Nicholson impersonator. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, but uh, anyway, we are gonna get the top five stunts, one from each film. Uh, again, guys, tweet at Evan not underscore Tom Cruise if you uh, want to let him know that you thought he was good at it. Uh, he he is, and he, is, he would yeah. appreciate your support. So let's get into uh, we're gonna do I think our favorite stunt from each movie. Yeah, we're just gonna kind of talk through it here. Um, so let's let's go in reverse order so we get down to this one. Well, okay. we'll start with this one actually. Start with this, yeah, because I mean they do get better. I think for me, there's only one stunt in this movie that really qualifies. It's when the, the helicopter <laughs> blows up and he flies forward onto the train. That's my favorite. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's yours, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love, uh, this, you know, the scene I like is where he's um, suspended from the ceiling. Oh, that one. <laughs> Which I like read that uh, he kept hitting his head on the ground oh. when he was suspended. So he finally put coins in his feet, in his shoes. Oh, to, to help to balance, balance him. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, yeah, because you see it, and he's literally, it's only got the harness around his his, uh, his waist there, and balancing like that has got to be very difficult. Well, that's another thing you realize is, like, obviously Cruz has been in crazy shape his whole career. Yeah. Um, he got more and more jacked as he got older, but this is, like, the beginning of Tom Cruise's action persona, but, like, being suspended on a harness and having the strength, the core strength, to evenly suspend your body above the ground like that, Yeah, he probably... He probably was in so much pain by the time they were done shooting this. Oh, I guarantee his whole body was probably sore the next however long because oh. I'm sure they shot this scene over and over and, and over. over again. That seems like something I would hurt myself doing. And he's the type of dude to never complain. Never. So ever. I love that. Yeah. yeah those, I mean, honestly, that's. I think it's kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. In the first one, that's kind of what you have to go with. Um, <laughs> in Mission Impossible Two, it's it's tough because. For me, the rock climbing? It's got to be the rock climbing. The rock climbing in the beginning without the harness. Actually, that is actually really sweet. Um, it's the kind of the first time I ever saw Tom Cruise be a super badass on a motorcycle. Yes. And you really kind of see it and and you don't really realize it at the time when it comes out unless you're a movie like a an older movie fan, I think, but for me as a kid, I was just kind of blown away by the fact that this guy was just doing all this stuff. But right. now that we, we know that he was actually doing all those stunts, it would have been so much more impactful to me as a, as a child viewer to this, know that it was real. Two as the, as the stunt where they, uh, where they, they jump off the motorcycle into each flying other, at each other. Right. Yeah. So they're like on wires, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Super sick. And yeah. then he does also the running backflip in the face. Yeah. That's sweet. And uh, also, and then he does the, uh, the kick, the gun flying like in the turning shooting. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Those are all great. Yeah, all great stunts. <laughs> now let's get to the real stunts. Let's get to the real uh, stuff. So MI3, this is the first time he's with a real director, J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember, like, what... Well, the, the good stunt, because we've talked about it a lot. In fact, we talk it's the, about it's it... The it's the missile. Yeah, we talk about it on the MI3 episode, which yeah. is like... If you guys go... Like, this is crazy. So a lot of you guys that listen or you watch the show, uh, you are used to, like, you know, listening or maybe seeing on YouTube... 
a lot of these episodes that we do these days, you know, thousand people watch maybe, and then there's you know several thousand more. We actually have no idea how how many listen. I just I was trying to explain to someone the the way that our views happen. It's like we have some with over a million, some with five hundred. Yeah, some of the older <laughs> episodes. Um, what'll happen is that just something with the algorithm, they'll catch fire. And they pick up. And so some of the old ones, like the Mission Impossible 3 was like the, the fourth or fifth episode we did. It has like 1.6 million views on it. Jesus. I think so. I didn't know it was over that high now. Yeah. because the, awesome. There's a bunch of the older ones that have those. But yeah, so we, we do a whole breakdown of that stunt. But I think in the third movie, um, it's like he's he, he's, he's under the car. He's, he's already kind of been getting his ass kicked a little bit on the... He's just frazzled on the bridge. And he sees this drone, this like this missile coming. And so he starts running and an explosion happens, and it throws him sideways into a car. Like the sonic wave of it throws him into the car. And then the yeah. drone flies over. Yeah, that's the shot right there. Yes! And it's a really cool stunt. It's actually one of my favorite Mission Impossible stunts because it's so much more realistic than a lot of later it, yeah, ones. Yeah, it totally is because you can see that it's just a take. And he's running, and he's got a wire that pulls him into the car, and he hits it. He hits it. It's because it's Cruz. He hits it, and then he falls on the ground, and, he's kinda, and he kind of gets up, and you're like... It just looks very... Yeah, yeah. So she's got kind of got a gif up here. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to put that up, but it's just awesome. Like, that hurts. It's a really cool you are. stunt. Yeah, and I love... And then right after that happens, it cuts and the drone flies over the car. There's just something about the composition yeah. of the shot that's like one of those... Like, Abrams had a really cinematic idea of how he wanted that to look. And it looked... And, it, and he totally pulled it off. Yeah, I think that's the consensus best one. So then now, the fourth movie... It's hard to say it's anything other than the Burj Khalifa, like, in everything that he does around it. Yeah. I do have a, a sweet... So the Burj Khalifa's crazy. That's it's, an insane it's stunt. I'm, I don't like heights. Yeah. And, like, the idea to think that he's actually doing that for real when he doesn't have to. That's the other thing is he never has to do any of this shit. He just does. He's, like, he's crazy. Up on a, he's on the tallest building in the world, outside the building, with, like, crazy, like, a crazy harness and, like, stuff keeping and him up suction there. suction cups. But he's legitimately doing it. Up there. Yeah. I mean, he is that high, at, like... Yeah, it's crazy. Like, you think of the winds. So yeah, what's the other one from four that you that you're looking at? The other one from about? four that I really love is he's running in the sandstorm, and there's like that explosion, and the the oh. car flips. Oh, and, and it like crashes behind him and then flips over him yeah. and lands in front of him. It's a really cool scene, and the way that the whole sequence is set up, it's like it's just one of those things that's really memorable. Like you, it, you, I think one of the things that I love about movies is you never quite realize why you like things. There are things that are obvious. Right. And then there are things that just for some reason are memorable. Like they like you with the phone as a kid and you wanted to do that. Yeah. Like that was really cool. It's, yeah. As soon as he ran up to the thing, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is about to do the thing where he's like, yeah. I even remember the way he does it. And he puts the thing in and he's like super frat. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's running in the sandstorm and the car just like it's so dope. It's like really, really cool. Alex, uh, Alex McFarland again, he's getting double shouted out today. He says we need a drunk live watch along commentary for them. I would pay the amount of money I would pay is bonkers <laughs> for all of the, for all of the mission impossible. Uh, I would, I'm so in a drunk watch along. <laughs> yeah, we probably, you know, what's interesting is like we've done watch alongs here before on the couch uh when we do them in studio yeah i wonder if we just were to do a drunk watch along at at my with, place with nick cage with the nick cage thing behind us uh if that would be easier for us because we wouldn't have to deal with like driving to a studio because that's one of the problems is having to get out here leave when we're done and get home and right? also not being jackasses in front of our <laughs> uh yeah co-workers. we can we can talk about wanna, it whatever you want to call them if, um, yeah if there's if there's interest on the patreon you know that's a funny tier we could add to the patreon it is they, they, someone paul just said patreon level in all caps yeah, drunk watch along. <laughs> Everyone's still asking for the uh, Ben release the count to ten. We're not going to talk about the count to ten, but we're going to keep moving along. Uh, number five, the fifth movie. It's really tough because there's a few in it. There's obviously the hanging from the plane. Like that's the it's f- insane. 
it's in like I remember we would just watch that. But the honestly, it's five the has, flipping. It's the flipping in the pole for me. When he like climbs up the pole backwards oh my when God. he's handcuffed and he does like a flip over it and he's got a six pack and he's fifty? Like four? A, like a jack six pack. Like a jack six pack. And he's like super tan. You're like, yeah. what the f-? you're like, what like, happened? How are you doing this? Yeah. I mean five has a lot of stunts. Five's got that one. It's got the motorcycle where he he does the, the thing right so where his knee his hits the, knee ground. the ground. Oh my yeah. god, yeah. that was crazy. He's got the even though it's not that like insane on camera, he drives that beamer the whole time down the steps. Simon Pegg is terrified. He holds his breath underwater for six minutes. Oh my god, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot that he trained to hold his breath for six minutes. I mean, and guys, the stunts and Fallout, they look like they're going to be even crazier. Like he's like people thought Halo he was going to die doing the, the Halo helicopter drop. training. That means high altitude, low open. That means he's 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 like thirty five thousand feet in the air, and then he doesn't open his parachute till he's like at two thousand or whatever it is. It's it's insane. It's re- how people die in wars. The reason we can get away with doing uh, a Tom Cruise movie that I don't like is because Tom Cruise is the greatest actor in the history of the world. I know. I, 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 like someone's like you. Were, uh, one of the <laughs> engineers or interns was like, "Are you excited for your show today? Are you ready?" And I was like, "Honestly, whenever we're talking about Tom Cruise, we're always ready. Yeah, it's always gonna be a great show." Hop, hopped up. Yeah. So uh, I think those are probably the best stunts, uh, and I can't wait for six. That the stunts look like completely ridiculous and insane. There's that shot in the trailer. Where he's on the motorcycle and he looks over his shoulder, the car drives in front of him. The motorcycle hits the car and he flies off. Yeah, that it, it, he he break. Yeah, that is still my favorite in the trailer. Is when he hits the motorcycle and, and they flies off. Because I don't know. I mean, he must do it. He, I'm sure he does. I'm sure they have a harness on him. Yeah. So the harness maybe picks him up right before the impact. He hits the ground. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't how. really know how. He breaks his ankle jumping across. That, that was like completely forgotten about. Yeah. By the way, he like and he like got up off the building and kept running. Yeah, like the and again with five, just the fact in Christina uh, Farrow here is just like holding his breath for that long and then immediately getting in the car and driving like that. Like obviously they're different scenes, but like he does all of those things. One of the things that's brilliant about this franchise, and I think, tr- I mean truthfully, we we can. Oh, uh, uh, he was on cables and then he lands on mats. Yeah, but still. I think one of the things that we can agree is so crazy about this franchise and is so impressive about it. Wow, is, is are we really this far into the show? We haven't even gotten to. Yeah, this is always... This no, is no, always no, we've got... It's 37. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, one of the things that is so crazy to me about this sh- about this franchise is that you can truly say the last decade of Tom Cruise's career has been defined and saved by the success of the Mission Impossible franchise, right? Like, that's that's a that's a real thing you can say. Yeah. Uh, since 2008, the thing that has kept him alive as, like, a premier action star is the success of these movies, and not only that, but, like, the action persona that he's taken on. So much so now that when they make these movies... They get it. They market the movies with behind-the-scenes footage of the stunts. Absolutely. They market the movies with, like... they. It's, like, literally a shot in the in the trailer for Six where he's, like... But he's, like, what are you doing? And he's, like, I'm jumping out of a window! Yeah, and, and he like, really is. And, and he's, he, like, yeah, he jokes about it because he's, like, I, I know you expect me to be able to just jump out of a window. Right. But, like, it's a little bit more yeah. to it. <laughs> uh, and then he breaks his ankle and then he gets up and runs to finish the scene because that's the type of guy that Tom Cruise is. Just like Kobe's the type of guy that can make two free throws on a torn Achilles. Boom, baby! Love it. I love it. I love it. I love these people. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I want to see... Um, I want to see a movie... And I don't think we're ever going to get it. But I tweeted this like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I want to see a movie with The Rock and Tom Cruise together. Um, I want The, the Rock. charisma would just blow up. I want The Rock to be the hero. And I want Tom Cruise to play the villain. Oh, I that would, is sweet. Right? Like, like imagine if Skyscraper was Tom Cruise. Can you imagine he played the Skyscraper? <laughs> He's right behind <laughs> The Rock actually jumping. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, guys, we're going to hop into star profiles. If there's any big stunts that we missed, uh, please throw them in the chat for everyone else. Uh, we're going to have to keep moving along, though. So star profiles for Tom Cruise. He is just in the thick of it right now. He does A Few Good Men in 92, The Firm in 93, An Interview with the Vampire, The Vampire Chronicles in 94, and then he starts with this movie and his action send-off, if you will. Yeah, it's pretty fascinating. So 1996 is the biggest year of Tom Cruise's career, pretty much without a doubt. He stars in Jerry Maguire and Mission Impossible the same year. Yeah. Um, so he's in, the, he's in, like, one of the biggest action movies of the year, and he gets nominated for another Oscar. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's massive. It's obviously, like, a really, really big deal. I think at that point, um, I'm pretty certain this was his first Oscar nomination, unless I'm forgetting something really important. He was nominated in 96, then he was nominated again for Magnolia. Um, he didn't get one for, what's it called? Um, for He didn't get one for any of the like the 2000 stuff, so he didn't get one yeah. for Last Samurai, like things that some people expect that he might. Ken Watanabe did. Yeah, and I think I'm probably forgetting one other pulling it up right now. Cruise nomination. Uh, Does he have a third Fourth of July. Born on the 4th of July was yeah, his first yeah. one. Magnolia, 4th okay. of July. And- so that was 89. So that was yep. much earlier. So yeah, so that's he, he's kind of in the thick of trying to win, it, win an Oscar here. But also, this is where he makes the transition. Because you look at the biggest movies Tom Cruise had been in. In the late 80s, you know, obviously he's in Top Gun. But a lot of his biggest stuff was supporting major veterans. Yeah, so and, Rain and, Man, Color of Money. And in Top Gun, it's not him being an action star it's an actor in an action movie yeah. you know what i mean totally, like because totally. you're in a ship you're just in a cockpit the whole time you don't actually get to see the stunts and the acting and you know or the action excuse me so he makes this transition here and he produces his first film with paula wagner his at that time his agent mm-hmm. and um this is kind of the transition he decides okay i'm gonna i'm gonna do both now 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 i'm gonna focus heavily on making big action blockbusters because you know he does this and this is right in that time so then he, he follows up this year with uh with uh, what's it called eyes wide shut and he makes magnolia and he's making these big dramas then the 2000s come and it's like okay in 2000 he does mission impossible 2 then he does vanilla sky yep. then he does minority report then he does the last samurai and he's then and he, he does collateral and he's still trying to he's he's hasn't given up on his oscar run yet he really hasn't war of the worlds mission impossible 3 he just some somewhere along the line he just decided he was going to settle into making just like pretty much action movies yeah, and it, it is a really weird thing because you look at you look at the other great dramatic actors that have done that, like Nicolas Cage. Yeah, and it it, it can go very very poorly. And then you look at the great action stars like Stallone, yep. who goes the other direction. It's not often that people can just like you know the the, the saying "stay in your lane." Yeah, <laughs> it's not it's not often that people can just depart from there and just succeed, especially in the way that Tom Cruise. He is, without a doubt, the greatest action star that's ever lived. Yeah, no, it's not even close. I don't like, even think that anyone would debate that. And I think if they did debate it, they just don't know the facts. Yeah, I think I think uh, they would have to say something like, they would have to say something like, you know, it, it's not like you can't give him too much credit for doing his own stunts, right? They'd say like Jackie Chan did his own stunts, so Jackie, right. why is he? And it's like anyway, we've had this conversation. Yeah, we have. Uh, I really, hate you, Alex Kessler. What? <laughs> uh, really quickly, Paul Denuso and Richard Eric Jarvia. I know we talk about you two assholes enough on the show, <laughs> but neither of them have seen Magnolia. How does that make you feel? It's one of my. It's my third favorite movie yeah. ever made. Uh, all right, so hopping over to our great friend John Voight. If we could get John Voight on the show, <laughs> you like this Space Drive ticker? I laughed out yeah. loud yeah. Uh, when I was printing out the uh, the outlines. <laughs> and That's... A gunners are a perfect killing machine, and a gunners don't eat people. Oh no, <laughs> oh, they don't, do they? I, I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> and a gunners don't eat people. 
Oh, they don't, do they? Snakes don't eat people. Mm. Oh, they don't, do they? <laughs> uh, so he was in Desert Bloom in 1986, Eternity in 90, and then Heat in 95. So he really wasn't working much No, he took like time. a decade off. He made this big comeback, and, you know, Heat was a big deal. Michael Mann, obviously, had a relationship to him, so he brought him back for that one. Movie yep. did well. And, uh, you know, he does this in 96, then he does Anaconda in 97. So he, he kind of had a short-lived, re- you know, little resurgence there. Because then he shows up in a bunch of Michael Bay movies. He's in, like, Armageddon. He's uh, in Transformers. Yeah, or am I making those up? He's in, uh, he's in, oh, he's in, he's in Pearl both. Harbor, I think, maybe. Oh. He plays the president in several yeah, movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a president a lot. Yeah, Transformers. You know that. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. Uh, he's good in this movie. Yeah, John Voight... Um, is like was a really big deal in the seventies. Yeah, he's an Academy Award winning actor. He's in some of the 70s. biggest movies in the sixties and seventies period. Though I would contend that uh, the movie that John Voight won his Best Actor for is a film that I've never seen, and I think Easy most... Rider <laughs> wasn't in it. <laughs> I think right. most people have never seen this movie. It's a film called Coming Home. Yeah, it's a Vietnam War movie from nineteen seventy eight that uh, won acting awards but lost uh, to Deer Hunter the same year, hmm. and uh, also Brian Cox, uh, Jane Fonda also won her Best Actress Oscar in 1978 for the same movie. Um, for Also for Coming Home. Bizarre. Like Wait, a, who, oh, Fonda did. Yeah, Fonda yeah, yeah. and Voight both won One. leads for that year. Yeah, that's, that's a trip. When, when you get two leads, you don't get any other like writing or directing or anything. Yeah. It's a trip. Uh, but yeah, I mean... There's not really much else to be said about John Voight because, I mean, if you're watching the show, you probably know what the rest of his career looked like from, from then to now. It's pretty lackluster. He, the, the weirdest thing about Voight for me in this movie is that Voight, like... He's, like, so clearly too old to be sort of in the situations that he's in in this movie. I know. I was thinking the same thing, especially watching the end. And you say it. You you know, you said it before we started the show. You're like, how is he, like, all of a sudden dressed in all this tactical gear and then also, like, doing the same things that Tom Cruise is doing on top of a speed train? He's and like, then like, he, like, looks in this movie like he's 65. Also, his wife in the movie is, like, 25. Did you think that he looked younger at the end, though? Than he did in the beginning? Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, like, they, like, try to make him look, like, old and decrepit, I think, to make you think that he could never yeah. be the traitor. Yeah. But I, I did, I was watching, I was kind of like, he moves well enough. He's not Anthony Hopkins in The Edge, but yeah. he's, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, he's no, uh, he's no Charles. Charles. What's his last name in that movie? Charles Morse? Maybe. That sounds right, yeah. actually. Something. Uh, all right, guys. So uh, we are going to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon previews for the week. Uh, we are a week behind. Uh, there's a Welcome to Patreon video up right now, patreon.com slash teamaction. If you're a member, you can go kind of see we're readdressing some of the uh, the tiers that we do. Uh, coming up in the next week, we are going to be doing a Factions of the Movie Trivia Schmodown discussion, partly as Ben and Andrew, partly as the dickbags from yeah, Team Action. those losers. And uh, we're no, also going to be uh, featuring Alex McFarlane's top five female action heroes slash anti-heroes. Uh, those are both going to be posted in the next week, probably one today, one in about a week. So go join Team Action, the Patreon, if you guys want to be a part of that. We're going to do a quick uh, run-through of production development here. Yeah, so really quickly, uh, Alex McFarlane, James Spence, and Janine the Machine, we, of course, salute you. Thank you guys so much. So three writers on this film, uh, not including Bruce Geller, created the content. You have David Coop, Robert Town, and Stephen Zion. Um, Coop's kind of a legend on this show, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, both, all three of those writers are massively famous. Yeah. Robert Town wrote Chinatown. That's his most famous script, but he wrote a ton of other stuff. The Last Detail, Shampoo. MI1N2. Um, yeah, very, very famous. <laughs> Stephen Zion uh, 
his big movies that he's been awarded for, he won an Oscar for Schindler's List, Moneyball, Gangs of New York, Girl oh, with the Dragon yeah. Tattoo. But he's also a credited script doctor on a ton of huge movies. So everything from the Patriot Games, Crimson Tide, Twister, Primal Fear, Amistad, Saving Private Ryan, Jesus. Black Hawk Down, Road to Perdition. Body of Lies, Salt. This guy is a savage. Yeah, he's, he's one of the most famous writers in Hollywood history. And then you've also got uh, David Cope, who's written Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Crystal Skull, one of the Ooh. best movies ever. So the yeah. original Spider-Man <laughs> with Mr. McGuire, War of the Worlds, and uh, uh, he's known for the first two Jurassic films and the original Mission Impossible, which is pretty badass, but he also sold Panic Room for $4 million. Last all the way to the bank. That is insane. David Fincher's best movie. Yeah. I would say bottom three for Fincher, probably. Yeah, it's got, I mean, I got. I watched that movie in theaters, and it was yeah. very intense for me. Yeah. I mean, that uh, movie is... It's not a horrible movie. It's per- perfectly watchable. It's just, I think, probably... The worst Fincher movie is Alien 3, and then probably the next worst is Panic Room. Should I go watch it? I feel like I should watch it again. Panic Room? Yeah. yeah. You who's, the, who's, her, who's her daughter? Uh, Stewart? Da- it's uh, Kelly McGillis. Kristen Stewart or Dakota Fan? I think it's Kristen Stewart. It's Kristen Stewart. And then you've got Forrest Whitaker as one of the bad guys, right? Is it Dakota Fanning? It might be Dakota. Guys, who is it? Chat? David? It's Kristen Stewart. It's for it, sure I, th- Stewart. I think it's Kristen Stewart. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. I feel it like it's a trivia thing. I know. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, I'll check that out again. And I really would love for you to talk about Brian De Palma for the well, fans. Okay, so this is the deal, guys. So the the crazy thing about Brian De Palma is if you guys watch this uh, Spielberg documentary on HBO that came out last year, it shows a lot of old footage of... Wait. What's up? Alex McFarlane, are you a lady? It's a, it's a, it's a lady. Alex McFarlane, I'm so, we're so sorry. I guess we just assumed Alex. Yeah, she even said it. Most people do until they see me, and that makes a lot more sense why you'd make such a badass female superhero list. So, Alex McFarland, ma'am, we apologize, we apologize and, salute and salute you. Thank you so much thank for bringing for that up in the chat. Yeah, thanks. Uh, apologies, guys. <laughs> God, uh, we're such idiots. We're morons. <laughs> so stupid. All right, Marissa. Come okay. on. Yeah. <laughs> Marissa Serafini in the booth, everybody. Say hello. Uh, Marissa, yeah. what's your favorite Mission Impossible movie? She's not going to talk to us anymore. She's not going to. She doesn't want to. I mean, I wouldn't either. Wait, repeat that. <laughs> what is your favorite Mission Impossible movie? I, you know, what? I actually like the first one, but I love the fifth one. I've yeah. seen probably the fifth one more than all the other films. Yeah, yeah, that's sweet. The movie. fifth one is phenomenal. I love that you love the first one as well. Uh, it is Kristen Stewart. Please continue with your Brian De Palma So De Palma was, at the time, in the 70s, considered to be... He's, like, part of that crew. So uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls, the famous book that gets written about the director director era in Hollywood. Scorsese and De Palma and Spielberg and George Lucas, they were all friends. There's all these, like... There's old images and pictures of them all hanging out, going to bars and showing each other their movies. Like, you know, like, Lucas being like, hey, here's an early cut of Star Wars. And De Palma's like, I don't get it. I don't understand the characters. Like, so they all, like, you know, they were all buddies. And, And back then... You know, De Palma made Carrie in, like, 74, 75, maybe, or 76, I think, actually. Yeah. Um, he makes Carrie. He makes, like, Scarface, The Untouchables, Mission Impossible. Well, that's the thing is he's made incredible mo- like, incredibly iconic movies. Very famous movies. Yes. He was also, the thing, the thing that's so interesting about artists is, like, he had a style of filmmaking in the 70s and 80s that was, he had this really... Um, like there, it happens a lot in this movie where like there'll be a shot and like the camera's tilting yeah, it turns and it's a like real kind of eerie and you're like, Ooh, what psychological thing do you want me to be experiencing right now? You know, but it, and then Scarface, like, you know, it's got that real eighties kind of like, just like thick. Like, yeah, it's just, you, I mean, you, he does a pretty good job. What he's trying to accomplish is he wants the audience to be experiencing what the characters are going through. Yeah. And so he uses a lot of these tricks and he does the same thing in snake eyes. And what happened is he just, 
he got to like around the year 2000, right around the time he makes like Femme Fatale, and his movies just start to really suck, in my opinion. He makes The Black Dahlia in 2006, which is unwatchable. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And Aaron Eckert. And like, um, it's just unwatchable. And like, you look at his. When his, did that come out? 2005? I think 2006, Six? I thought. Maybe. Okay. And you look at his, uh, his, his colleagues, and at that point, Spielberg in the mid 2000s. I mean, he's making yeah, he's like, making Munich, and he's making like you know Catch Me If You Can, and he's getting nominated for Oscars still. And Scorsese yeah. is making The Departed. He's winning Best Right. Like George Lucas, uh, I guess, kind of falls off because he only has yeah, one but trick. But you never really have to. He's just already up here, no matter what. Even if he's not a great director, he also he's only was Star really famous for having done, aside from American Graffiti, like one thing. And yeah. so De Palma just sort of. He didn't age. His style didn't age well. And I just have never really much liked his movies. And I think because I grew up expecting that he was such an iconic force in filmmaking, as I got older and watched a lot of his movies, I just found, like, I don't really like any of them. I think they're all kind of bad. I don't think they're horrible. Like, I, you know, I like Untouchables enough, and I, I like this movie enough. It's just, like, I, I just don't like a lot of his movies. And, and, and I'm... You're pretty medium on Scarface, too. I am, too. I hate Scarface. It's not a very good movie. Uh, and then you mentioned uh, Paul Wagner, Tom Cruise, his, uh, his producing buddy up until a bit of the fallout with the social... 2008, yeah. yeah. They, uh, so um, that was after Valkyrie. Wagner left, and then Cruise started his own thing. So we are going into critical and box office. This was kind of where I think he kind of blew everyone's mind. So this movie was uh, produced by Paramount. It cost $80 million to make, and it was released in May. So it wasn't quite a summer blockbuster, but... Close enough, May 22nd of 96. It grossed $180 million domestically, so $100 million more than it cost just domestically. And then worldwide, because of who Tom Cruise is, uh, $276 additional million dollars for a grand total of $457 million, just under half a billion in 1996. And it had an opening weekend of $45 million. So there's a, there's a thing with uh, the world and their love affair with American movie stars that has been referenced and joked about for years and yep. years and years. Like these, these like white American movie stars that are just massively famous all over the world. And Tom Cruise defines that brand. He is the most famous, most successful, most known movie star probably internationally ever to live. I think. Yeah. And then now The Rock, I think, is really nipping at his toes. But yeah. Cruise has also been doing it for 30 plus years. 40. 40 years. 40 years. I did the math years. the other day. Yeah. 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 He's <laughs> been acting in movies before you and I were born, and he's been a superstar the whole time. Yeah. Yep. It's just crazy. So, you know, say what you will about Tom Cruise. The dude can bring the heat. So IMDb gives this movie a 7.1. Rotten Tomatoes follows that with the audience score of seven point, or of 71. Top critics give it a 50%. All critics give it a 62%. It makes sense. Especially I mean, those if, scores are about right. If you average those three scores together, it ends up in the 60s, and that's that's correct. Like, 62% is right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, uh, I, I get why half the people out there in the world don't really like this movie if you're a critic, because, honestly, if you watched it back then, I could see how you thought it was kind of goofy or maybe trying too hard, and then you watch it now and you say it doesn't age or it hasn't aged very well. Um, so moving into... Oh, man, Marissa. Oh, no, no, we got, we got six minutes. Okay, here we go. Uh, I took some... Got some AMA questions here. We already met, uh, answered uh, Jay Clymer Hammetts, who asked, is it safe to say that this movie made Tom Cruise a full-blown action star? I, I completely agree. Um, Dino had Zivamerik, and someone else actually in the chat mentioned, is this the most iconic score for an action film of all time? Straight-up action? You're, you're talking the score. You're talking about the theme? The theme, yeah. The theme probably for straight up action if you're taking yeah. out sci-fi and you're taking out adventure because i think star wars trumps it i think jurassic park trumps it yeah i agree um but yeah straight up uh action yes 
Sean Smith, is MI the best current action franchise? Fast and Furious are more popcorn entertainment than legit quality movies, and the Die Hard and Terminator franchises have declined in quality. Ben, I'm going to let you field this one. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no, I don't think there's an action franchise that's even close. I think uh, Bourne lost the, the race in the last few years. Yeah, Bourne's bad. Uh, the, the, <laughs> The Bond movies, like, really, on the whole, the Daniel Craig run has been pretty lackluster. We'll see yeah. how 25 actually ends up being. But, I mean, the last movie was very, very bad. Um, yeah, I'm really curious if Spectre was, if it got better, because our expectations were so low. I just I don't saw, see how it did. I saw Robert Meyer Burnett, the captain, uh, <laughs> tweeting about it the other day. And just, he's a giant Bond fan. Like, one of the and most. he just hated it, too. He was, like, it was beyond disappointing. And then, yeah. of course, I responded by saying, all Bond movies, 95 to 02, benefit from the mythical hair of Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. <laughs> she, he agreed with immediately. Very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, because Skyfall was fine and Christina Rowe was awesome. But everything else was kind of, was kind of meh. So, uh, yeah, Skyfall's, the, like, pretty, Skyfall's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the last question we have, it's from a good friend of ours. It's Josh Ryan. Uh, he's He's been a longtime fan of the show, and he always asks fantastic questions. And he's got like a handful of them here. So I'm going to read them out loud, and we're going to answer them however we'd like. Anyway, question. Is the wire sequence the best moment in this series is the first part? Um, I don't think so. In our official rules of action movie anatomy, the two minutes and 38 seconds of count to 10 stand alone as yeah, the greatest that moment is in history actually true. That is true. I'm sorry. Sorry, Josh. Uh is what they do with Jim Phelps, Voight's character, who is from the original show, kind of cruddy? I don't know, because I didn't watch the original show. I, I'm assuming by you saying that, maybe he was a good guy, and they just ran his name into the mud. I kind of liked his I think, turn. No, I think Jim Phelps is... Um, is it Jim Phelps Emilio? No, it says, it says it's... I mean, this is what he said. This is what the man said. Jim? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Uh, for me, I didn't mind it. I think it, I think it was cool. Emilio, yeah. Emilio's death is gnarly. Yeah. I, I remember like it as a kid horrifying me, and I was like waiting for it to happen. And I was still kind of scared because yeah. I had like you know the inner kid in me. Yeah, yeah. It's still pretty gnarly. Man down, Ethan. Man, man down. down. Man down, Ethan. Uh, has this aged the worst of Cruz's '90s filmography? I figure that'd be a fun one for you to ask. Uh, no to answer. There are some. There are some. Like interview far and the, away. Interview of the Vampires <laughs> aged badly. Um, I think probably that because a few good men is just fan. Freaking tastic. I know. I want to watch that again. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, I think this is probably close to it. Actually, this is probably worse. This is probably aged worse than Interview because Interview still has its appeal if you like, if like you want a genre film, I guess. Right. Whereas this movie just was awesome when it came out and it's just, I just think it's bad now. Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men, The Firm, Interview, This, McGuire, Eyes Wide Shut, Magnolia. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably the one that's aged the worst. I mean, I guess the only other one that you could consider... Far and away. Well, I don't think it was that good when it came out. It was very good. Maybe Days of Thunder. I just think because this is revered as a classic, and I just don't think it's good. That's yeah. probably why. Yeah, so, yeah and I then think... the final part of his question is... If I can pull it up here... <laughs> Never mind. Will one of you dress, <laughs> dress as Ethan Hunt for your next Modown match? Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe we we've, will. Uh, we've definitely considered all options when it comes to Cruise characters. There was, like, this hilarious... Like, this behind-the-scenes stuff. Um... So uh, we're almost out of time, so I'll make this quick. But there was a there was a bit like it was like our third match, maybe. Yeah, it was. It was the late to the party match, and uh, we had this whole because we had come out in flight suits for the first match. Right. We come out with our moms the second match. So there was this whole idea we were going to come out and like do a Jerry Maguire thing. Oh yeah. I was, like, was going to come out and I was going to like we were going to pretend I was drunk and I was like I'm starting my own league. I'm getting out of here. And then like I was going to be like who's with me and then you were going to come out like full on with the chain, the blazer, yes. no shirt. And you're going to be like 
I'm with you, Jerry. I'm with you, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, show me the money. Yeah, we were going to do the show me the money thing. Uh, we were going to even go as far as me saying, I love... No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say that yeah. line. <laughs> he, uh, uh, we were turned down pretty quickly. Yeah, it was a good decision. It was, because we came out with a, the we're reacting, which was phenomenal. And, re- and we were just trying to be too silly with that entrance. Yeah. I think it, it, if, it, if it had hit, it would have been great. If it hadn't hit, it would have been, been awful. really bad. Yeah, and that was a good entrance we had. It was so. one of those things where you and I probably <laughs> thought something was way funnier than it actually was. Yeah, exactly. We, like, bought all the props. <laughs> we, we were ready to go. I had, like, an old flip bone. I bought a bald cap. Yeah. <laughs> we, had the, we had the sunglasses. I bought these horrible 90s sunglasses from a costume shop, (laughs) like the old Oakley-looking ones, and then I'm wearing them in the promo, and, like, they're, like, really narrow, and I, like, squeeze my face down like this, and that's, like, for some reason, the picture that's used in all Showdown promo. They love using that picture. It's, like, the worst picture of me of all time. The sunglasses make my head look huge. Um, Uh, All of it was bad. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, (laughs) All right, Bateman, what's your favorite line? Uh, it's totally Kittredge. You've never seen me very upset. Kittredge, you've never. I, seen I laughed out loud when he said it because just because of the Evan video, right? Even though in the movie he actually says Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Uh, whereas in Evan's video, Kittredge, you've never seen me very upset. Yeah, uh, I like Evan's way better, but in the movie it cracked me up. I definitely enjoyed that. Yeah, it's a very good line. Uh, I think honestly, mine is the they're dead. My yeah. team, they're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. Just because he's it's like he's hype, and then I love I love red light, green light. Yeah. And then the fact that he, I honestly was like watching it. I was like, why didn't they just have a harness or right. a strap that he had? Att- like they did the whole thing with him hanging from the ceiling. Just use the same technology to still be attached to the train, so that he doesn't have to literally be inside of an explosion to propel himself forward <laughs> to a speed train. Look, this, man, remember he, it's a speed train. <laughs> yeah. It's going over a hundred and sixty, eighty miles an hour. Explosions don't work that way. Yeah, the explosion throws him without damaging his body. Nearly eighty miles an it hour. Nearly singes his clothes. <laughs> so that was one thing that I had a hard time hopping on board. Do with. you enjoy him being propelled by the explosion into the train more, or uh, or um, what's one of their names? Good Speed and John Mason running through the tunnel, being chased by fire. Which uh, do you enjoy more? I honestly had. I, I would definitely have to say. That I enjoyed this more. Yeah. It was so <laughs> absurd. Like, it was. it's the most ridiculous thing that's happened in any Mission Impossible movie. Far, it's completely absurd. <laughs> yeah. Completely absurd. Uh, we didn't even talk a single time about the joke that I made this morning where I texted you and said, I'm pretty sure my thesis is that somewhere in the last in the last 20 years, <laughs> Ving Rhames ate Ving Rhames. He's the only remaining cast member from the original movies. And, like, <laughs> other than Cruz, obviously. Uh... And he, he, like, Cruz must look at him and just be like, what happened? He must just be like, I'm going to keep using you because you're a great character. But, like, come on, man. Come on, man. You're supposed to be a secret agent. We need you to be able to move. (laughs) Uh, I saw Ving Rhames at a Vaughn's a couple months ago. He was buying a large platter of meat and cheese. Really? He was. I'm a big Ving Rhames fan. I am, too. We we both nodded each other. Big, big Luther guy. Uh, This is one of my favorite pieces of trivia that I read about this movie. Cruz insisted they cast Rhames. Because he looked nothing like what you'd expect a hacker to look like. Translation, 1996. He's not white. Yeah, exactly. It was like, it was yeah, like, he's like oh. He's like a larger black guy. Yeah, it was like so funny. Like, in think, thinking about like just the casting process in the 90s, it's yeah. just like, not. A, it's like so far from diverse. So and it really hasn't from, changed much now. They've just gotten better verbiage. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely better <laughs> yeah, now. I know, I know. I'm yeah. just being a little harsh on the uh, industry here. Uh, ben, there are three action movie categories. Yeah, totally ridiculous, totally legitimate, and ridiculously legitimate. Totally ridiculous in movies like, you know, Con Air, Face Off, Demolition Man, really silly, uh, Independence Day Resurgence, just like bad, Ugh. or but, but, but awesomely bad, but usually not great. Um, then there are completely, re- uh, totally legitimate movies. There's like movies like Lone Survivor, 
Gladiator. Deep, uh, Deep Water Horizon. Yeah, they are held together dramatically very well. They're driven by some dramatic component. You don't really laugh unintentionally. They're just like pretty solid movies. Mm-hmm. And then there are ridiculously legitimate movies, which are the middle category. That's like The Rock. That's Magnificent uh, Seven. Yeah. It's probably in there. Predator. They're, they're, Speed. They're a little silly at times, but on the whole... They're pretty legitimate. Like, they're driven by some component that makes them really, really authentic. Like General Hummel in The Rock. Yes. Uh, or Denzel Washington in The Taking of Pelham 123. Sure. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I which know category? where I am. I'm in the middle. I'm, like, 100% in the middle. Because I know that there's a lot of my nostalgic <laughs> 12-year-old, I guess I was 8, uh, in the love of this movie. But I also know that, like, he should have died many times. This movie is totally, totally awesome. ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. There's just no way. It's really it's, it's, it's awesome. I look. I love Face Off, and I love Con Air. Yep. But I would put this in line with Con Air. Like it is that ridiculous to me. This movie's absurd. I can't disagree with yeah. you in any way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just want to. I just want uh, to. Yes. So, uh, all right, guys. There's only one last thing left to do on the show here, and that's called the pitch. Wow. Ooh, that one was deep. Yeah, it was good. It was a good one. You're really good. I've gotten really good at that. Solid. Yeah. One of the few skills I have. <laughs> so, uh, I I think. There's a chance that we're going to do Sicario 2, Day of Soldado. That, um, that, yeah, when does that come out? This comes weekend? out this weekend. I saw uh, Roxy Stryer's post saying that she loved it. Yeah, she likes a lot of movies, though. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, that's true. But the reviews on that movie were good like things. 70%, 60%, um, I will see it this weekend, yeah. and we will see how we do. I actually had the choice last night of the premiere for Sicario to attend it. Or to go to my press screening of Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh and yeah, I, how was that? Uh, I enjoyed it. It's yeah, it Can was you... it was fun. It's in the back half of MCU movies. I mean, same with Ant Man. It's just like what about the Incredibles? I actually didn't watch. That. I haven't watched that yet either. And I've I've heard that maybe we should do that on our show. So yeah. maybe maybe we do our first animated ever. That'd be crazy. That'd be cool. Yeah, the first one or the second one. I've heard the second one's amazing. Well, that yeah, I figure we do the second one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We're not. I think the bottom line is we're not quite sure what we're doing next week. So, yeah, go and follow the Facebook page, guys. There's the Action Movie Anatomy fan page on Facebook. It's got like 1,500 people. Go and uh, sign up there. You'll see what movie we're doing next week. Uh, you can follow on Twitter at AMA Podcast as well if you want to see what we're doing there. And ch- check out patreon.com slash teamaction for uh, new videos every single week. I am Ben Bateman. You guys can find me at Ben Bateman Media on Twitter and on Instagram. And I am that Andrew guy. You can find him on Instagram. Instagram. I don't want to say that. I think I'm just going to keep saying Andrew Guy. Yeah. I just needed to change it. Yeah. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, (laughs) Twitter, at Andrew Guy. And uh, you can also find the Action Army fan page on Facebook that is much more dedicated to our movie trivia schmodown personas. And we both have matches coming up. Uh, I have my singles debut here in about two weeks against Dan Merle. That's going to be fun for you. Yeah, and then you have got, uh, what is it, your third singles match? Uh, my fourth. I'll be fourth playing, playing against Mance. Scott Mance, an Coming old up here pretty soon. friend of ours. Uh, and I, I just wanted to give a big shout-out to uh, Brandon Hanna. For, yeah. Uh, he did this awesome video uh, spoofing some, like, Shmodan entrance stuff with uh, me dressing as Dan, and he dressed as Dan, and he kind of did our thing. He and bought the NGO shirt. It is awesome. Yeah. And I just, big shout-out, man, because your video really, I loved it today. It made me laugh. Uh, and I thought it was excellent. So, uh, yeah, love meeting love meeting Schmodown fans. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Marissa, up in the booth. We'll see you guys soon. Ooh. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wecker, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. <laughs> <laughs>